0: when i say the word farmer what comes to mind
1: i think when someone says the word farmer to me it's more of i see someone who's been through it and someone who puts their faith in their crop Mm -hmm. we never know what to expect we just have hope that we're gonna have a good crop um but farmers they're they're resilient people they work really hard Um, they work hard for every dollar that they have so you know for me i think farmer means Someone who's been through it, someone who's strong, resilient, who has a story.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Central Valley Podcast. I'm your host, Micah D'Ailey, a filmmaker, photographer, and a dude passionate about his community. This podcast focuses on the talented individuals that make up the Central Valley of California, as well as people who are passionate about what they do. The Central Valley has gotten a bad rep, and we're here to change that. If you enjoy what we're doing, we kindly ask that you download each episode, subscribe to our YouTube, and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast app you're using. And once again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Central Valley Podcast.
2: Shout out Duffy, shout out Micah.
0: This is it. Central Valley Podcast. Hey, big shout-out Central Valley Podcast. You know I had to
3: fuck with it. Hey, shout-out Central Valley Podcast.
0: All righty. So, I have a a question. My first question is, like, when I say the word farmer, what comes to mind?
1: Oh. Oh. Um, I don't know, but, you know, like, I had this idea of... Possibly starring in OnlyFans, where the theme is sexy farmer, <laughs> That'd like be good, like stuff on a tractor, or, <laughs> or you know, like just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when when you ask me farmer, that's kind of what I think of, like automatically, for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, when I think of farmer, I think of like being broke and having a story and having some sort of life experience that brought you there. If uh, if you're not a farmer that, you know, the business was passed down business to business. If you started from the ground up, you know, literally yourself. um, I think when someone says the word farmer to me, it's more of I see someone who's been through it and someone who puts their faith in their crop. Mm -hmm. We never know what to expect. We just have hope that we're going to have a good crop. Um, But farmers, they're, they're resilient people. They work really hard. Um, they work hard for every dollar that they have. So, you know, for me, I think farmer means someone who's been through it, someone who's strong, resilient, who has a story.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that that's beautiful, honestly. Thank you. I I really liked the the beginning. threw me off so much. Me too. Wow. I
1: I had to to focus there. You know, I had to be like, "Yo, yo, Lena, back over here,
0: Farmer Lena." I was like, like, "Wow." I thought it was going to be something really like sentimental or something.
1: This is going to be a long uh, ass podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Lena. So, kind of want to introduce yourself for people who may not know who you are.
1: Um, My name is Farmer Lena. I am the owner of Humble Rice Farmer. I have a small family farm here in Merced County. Um it's not really small anymore. Uh it's kind, it's grown at a rate at which our flowers and our manpower we can't really keep up anymore, which I'm not I'm 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 not complaining. I'm grateful busy. for it, right? Real busy. Um What was the question? It was just like who are who are oh, you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that kind of sums it up you know what I mean That, that that sums it up and then so how long have you been farming how did you get into it like is this a family thing or
1: uh I started farming in 2019 um my family and I went through some really tough times where uh we just we pretty much lost everything my dad had lost his job um we lost our rental properties you know just things that we had relied on. So my family and I had to learn how to survive in a less materialistic world. We were into, you know, more materialistic things mm-hmm. like cars, purses, things like that. And then life happened and we were humbled real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, all of those trials and issues and problems Really led up to the birth of humble rice farmer. I call those tough times the labor pains of humble mm-hmm. rice farmer. It. I started farming in 2019 in Rio Linda, Sacramento. Okay. And then we came here to Merced, but I'll I'll, I'll touch a little bit more up on yeah, that yeah. later. Um. What was the question? How long have I been doing it?
0: Yeah, and just how did it start? Kinda.
1: Oh, okay. So tough times, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't have the finances to pay our bills, to pay the mortgage. Mm -hmm. So my dad was pretty much at home just looking for jobs and uh, uh, opportunity after opportunity. It was just no, you know, um, we're going to go with a different applicant or whatever. And my dad's brother, who's been flower farming up in Sacramento for the last 23 years now, He reached out to my dad and he was like, hey, I need some help on the farm. Why don't you come on out here and I'll teach you how to do this. And eventually my dad found that he has like 10 green fingers and not just a Mm -hmm. green thumb. And he was able to bring dead things back to life. And we pretty much learned everything, everything important Mm -hmm. that matters in a matter of a summer that my uncle took 23 years to figure out on his own. Right. So a lot of the time, you know, I don't give my uncle enough credit because a lot of the time he's like, don't talk about me. Don't talk about the business. Like I don't want (laughs) people to know.
0: know? uh, The like most opposite of like a, like most business people.
3: Right.
1: Because he's a, he's a one man. Oh, gotcha. It's only him and his wife goes and sells. And then my Mm -hmm. cousin, he's in and out. But, um, we went up there, we learned how to do it. and,
0: and you were there with your dad learning it, or did like, your dad come home and start telling you about it and then he, you're like I he think lived I'll... up there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And
1: so I would go and visit my dad and I had the most fun time out in the flower fields. Like I understand now how people feel when they reach out to us and they're like, Please let us come visit your farm. And I'm like, No, sorry, can't. Um, liability reasons, mm-hmm. construction. Um, I really fell in love with it and I was like, Hey, this is really fun.
3: hmm Um
1: At the time, I was, you know, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, too. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just meshed in together for me at a time that I needed it Mm -hmm. the most. Um, I was a point in my life where I was... If Humble Rice Farmer didn't happen for me, I would literally probably be under a bridge, like, you know, Mm -hmm. doing things I shouldn't be doing.
0: Damn. And what did you think you were going to be? You said...
1: So... Or like, did you go to school or anything? I did. I graduated from Fresno State. And then from there, I went on to Palmer College of Chiropractic in San Jose. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I re, you know, I had this really wonderful mentor, uh, Dr. True Chang here in Merced, California. He's a chiropractor. Really talented guy. He had set up everything for me. You know, he set up the personal interview. He set up the recommendation with the school. He and he told me, "Hey, I'm ready to retire in the next few years. Let me train you, and the business is yours." You know, any kid in medical would be like, "That's this gold. is the jackpot, exactly
0: jackpot." Cha ching! Right. Don't got that button, do we? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like that.
1: That was. My husband was ready to be my trophy husband.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. And he was like, "Oh, I just hit the jackpot!" Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then,
1: uh, you know, I started to dabble in the flowers with my parents. Okay,
0: gotcha. So that was around the same time, like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen
1: ish. Right, right. So, um, it just, it, I found myself being more passionate about being hands on with growing things, seeing a seed turn into a beautiful flower and then in just a matter of a few weeks Mm -hmm. and being able to take that flower to a customer or a client who has a demand for it and one seeing that my work paid off Mm -hmm. that I made some sort of money income off of it and two how happy they are when they receive it now I, I I'm not bashing medical or um you know, chiropractics. I'm not bashing it at all. It just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't see myself in four, locked in four walls all day long, seeing people who are in pain, seeing those who are sick. It's like you're
0: surrounding yourself with, not necessarily, like, I mean, I don't know. It's almost like you're surrounding yourself with like somewhat of a negative things, you know what I mean? To where like, you might just naturally start thinking negative in the sense of right. like you're, you're, you're around that all the time. you're around sick people, you're around hurt people. Right. It's not the most uh happy thing you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> and
1: I, I feel like I'm an empathic person, if mm-hmm. you know, for those who believe it, i I do feel like I soak up the pain of other people. Mm-hmm. I always found myself, you know massaging or adjusting somebody else to find that I would hurt their a day or so later. Mm-hmm. And so I would be like, "Oh man, you're pain transfer to me." And so <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah. and it's like that with emotions and feelings too. Mm-hmm. You know, I can feel what other people feel. At least I try to feel like I'm an empathic person.
0: Yeah. Well, it's crazy it's interesting to say that cuz like I like if like I don't know like 5 years ago I'd be like, "Whatever." You know what I mean? But uh She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking weird. I assume you like horoscopes too. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, the, uh, my, my wife's, mine and my wife's best friend, Felly. uh, she's, she like, says so she's an empath too. And like, just like, like our dogs around her and things like that, like our dogs just like, like every time they're around her and like just weird, like thingies where I'm like, Oh, like, you know, I think they're like, there's something to it. You know what I mean? I think to each their own, you know what I mean? But like, like I used to be quick to dismiss, I guess, you know what I mean? But like, there's some times where I'm like, Oh, that, that makes sense. And like, I feel like with the podcast, I've learned that like good energy, like when people are around when I feel like I'm getting recharged every time I'm doing one of these, I'm talking to somebody, I'm learning their story, why they're passionate about what they do, and it makes it reminds me of me trying to just do what what like I think I should do, you know what I mean, and when you're on that path, it feels like a lot better, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, that path that you're supposed to be on at least it feels that way, yeah, exactly um i I guess I just. Started posting one day, and you know, again, this is how the whole character of Farmer Lena came to be too. Was um, I created her to be, or actually, why don't why don't we just kind of step back? Yeah, and, uh, rewind a little bit. Um, what exactly were we talking about?
0: I, I mean, if we just talk about talk talk about how whatever wherever it leads. I don't. I think there was not. I was saying how uh, we're talking about ch- chiropractor earlier. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I just found myself not happy. Oh yeah, the empathic part. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no worries.
1: I just feel like I it's an exchange with me, with the beauty around me mm-hmm. and how the flowers make other people feel. I love seeing how happy it makes other people because it makes me feel like, okay, I did something like my work is purposeful. Um so there, there's that
0: and it, there's got to be something like you're like working with like the earth you know what I mean though too like it's probably what humans did long ago as yeah. well and it's probably very healthy for the like the mind to do that I feel yeah. like yeah
1: yeah and I have a very different lifestyle now mm-hmm. um you know I it used to be like a nice blouse and slacks all the time mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle and now it's sweats slides and a t-shirt you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, yeah. and you know as a, pra- a practitioner i i can't be stoned all day yeah yeah you know? but during the day as a farmer it's like hey i'm just a farmer mm-hmm. you know people 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 are like it, it's a it's a career path where some people look down on it you know mm-hmm. but other people are like wow you're a farmer like I have a lot of gratitude for you and what, you know, farmers do. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Duffy Farms almonds.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I feel like I totally manifested that earlier today. (laughs) Yeah, because earlier today I was thinking to myself, man, it smells like jizz up in here, you know, like (laughs) at at my parents' flower farm because they have an orchard right next to it. it. And so I was just kind of complaining and I was thinking to myself, man, why is it that jizz smells just like that. Yeah. And um, it hit me because I would always drive by these two different patches Mm -hmm. of almonds. One would bloom before the, the, sorry, one would bloom Mm -hmm. before the next patch. And one, you know, like a whiff of air from one will smell like it, Mm -hmm. but then the one next to it a week later, once it blooms, it doesn't smell like it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So
1: it, it kind of makes me wonder, okay, so I spiraled down this hole of thinking about it, stoned. Yeah. And it kind of hit me like, what if God or the Almighty just created every male species for the gist to smell like that? Mm-hmm. Because what if one patch is male and one patch is female? I don't know. So I was like, I need to ask an almond farmer this. How do
0: male, male, female trees? How does that work? There's, well, there's pollinators, and then there's other
2: variety. Like non are pollinators, mm-hmm. well, at least for us. So then we put them every other row.
1: Oh my god! So it, it, it it's. I mean, every other row. Yeah, not patch, but uh, every other row is yeah. male or female, male, female. It looks like it. At I least. don't know
2: if it's like a male, female thing but you could look it up. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Cause I,
1: I asked myself that twice today and I was like, man, I really want to, but I don't know any almond farmers. Boom. Boom. He's an almond farmer. He appears right in front of you.
0: Yeah. Cause I was, I was wondering that too. Like I was just, and it's not just almond. It's like, a lot of plants pollination, A lot. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and whatever they planted on M Street 25 years ago, that shit's <laughs> ridiculous. It's just all... Oh, just the going down, trees. sniffing some jizz, man. It's just like... And like, and no, like you would ask people, and when you ask people, like people are like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then some people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like you know what the fuck we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know, okay, exactly. Okay, like, like you know. <laughs> Everybody knows, okay?
1: No, flowers are like that,
3: too. Yeah, 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 like there's
0: different flowers and stuff. That's And then I realized, because I was somewhere where there wasn't the, what I call the jizz tree. tree <laughs> and it smelled like it. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's either me or these trees. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you find, Duffy?
2: Uh, so they have male and female parts, but the, uh, each flower has both. Oh. Okay. But that's... Why you need two different types.
0: So the two so and all the varieties look really similar, but they're just different varieties? Um kinda. Of, like, like like I mean there's
2: differences. I mean uh I but, guess but it's easier they, to show you. But
0: okay, gotcha. But they're pretty similar?
2: Uh yes, I mean, yeah. I mean these are oh here's the chart.
0: Oh, okay. This is the actual almond nut. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the tree but the trees look pretty identical.
2: Um for the most part, yeah. I mean, you an almond tree, it looks like an almond tree, they yeah. have like the same base, but yeah, then yeah. you get kind of into the you, like, there's monterey's, which can be a, a lot heavier than mm-hmm. like to grow outwards. Mm. Carmels like to go straight up,
0: do this and not have flowers or wow. nuts at all for some reason, dude. That's <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it's crazy to think like how, like, inside, like, like an almond trees alone, there's all these other categories of almond trees, and then yeah. like within, like trees there's like all these categories of trees you could go down the rabbit hole you get know what i'm saying but uh i always trip out like that's that's crazy and then how many so f- like is there specific flowers you guys like work with only or do you kind of like do
1: whatever seasonal
0: whatever seasonal whatever
1: seasonal and whatever we um
0: and then do you guys plant bulbs then like you yeah know, and then those just come back in the same area yeah every year but you just don't
1: well plant um every,
0: anything over there
1: it depends if it's an annual or a perennial mm-hmm. um you know our perennials we don't pull out but our annuals we you know we have to do it once every yeah. year sure uh, you like a drink or... n- no no i can't handle my I <laughs> can't handle my
0: alcohol. I can't either. No, stop. i just kidding. <laughs> People are like, man, this guy's a loose cannon today. <laughs> no, so there's perennials and, and, and annuals. annuals. Yeah.
1: Um, So most of our bulbs are Dahlia tubers, and those have to come out every, every October, November-ish before the major storms come in. Otherwise, they'll rot.
4: And mm-hmm.
1: Then we lose a whole crop. Yeah. So we have to pull them out, store them, and then we put them back in the ground this time of the year. And then they come back in June, July ish.
0: Oh, okay. So you, you, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. And then there's others that you can just leave in the ground.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like a bush, like, you know, like a oh. basic bush outside your mom's yeah, house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And gotcha. if you let it go to flowering, then eventually it'll create a flower that mm, you can cut. And gotcha. Just
0: cut flowers. Oh, Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, so, uh, we were talking earlier that you're Hmong. And so, what, like, how did your family come to America and everything?
1: Uh, my mom is actually from Thailand. My dad is from Laos. Mm-hmm. So, they have two very different stories. Of oh, okay, gotcha. Migrating um, to the United States. A lot of the Hmong people died trying to get their way to Thailand, which was a place of sanctuary during the time of the secret war, the Vietnam Mm -hmm. war. Um, basically the Hmong people were, um, recruited to be quote unquote guerrillas Those who know the forest and the mountain terrain. Well, those who can train the American soldiers and Americans to basically come in and fight from the inside. Well, Laos and Vietnam didn't like that. Um, communist countries mm-hmm. don't didn't like yeah. that the mong people They're had helping right so our people our, were yeah. hunted oh. um luckily my mom's side i mean my dad's side in thailand i mean sorry my mom's side was in laos my dad's side was it wait
0: you, you earlier you said your, your mom, mom, is mom was in thailand. thailand yeah yeah
1: um i think it's the other way okay right, actually mom's let, let in, me let, let me re-say that you're good so, my dad is from Thailand. My mom is from Laos. So, it was a lot easier for my dad's side to find refuge. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mom's side is a whole nother different story. Basically, my dad's side, it's just we crossed the river, we're mm-hmm. okay. Um, not, I, and I'm not downplaying what I, just
0: happened. Just compared, probably. I understand. Right. Right. They're just different, very right. vastly different stories. Right.
1: But my grandpa on my dad's side, did pass away from... Um, I think it's color
0: orange or... Oh, Asian orange. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. And he... Oh, we
0: just talked about that, didn't we? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Crazy.
0: Empath.
2: So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, Me too. I'm yeah, just
3: kidding. He
1: came, my, my dad's side came here to the United States and my grandpa passed away in his sleep. So my grandma was a single mother of eight children raising them on her on her own um she also had daughter-in-laws and that was
0: when they came here too Mm -hmm. and where did they come first
1: uh wisconsin okay wisconsin and then they came down here to california Uh, i don't know just preference i guess and she did what she knew how to do she couldn't speak english couldn't read couldn't drive and the only thing she knew how to do was farm, so she was able to provide for all of those all of her children by farming. Oh. Whereas now, if we jump over to my mom's side, now that's a totally different story. My mom's mom, she was sold into slavery at the age of nine, Dang. and by twelve she was sold to my grandfather's family, in which my an arranged marriage mm-hmm. was happening. It took place my grandma had 13 children and she lost three of them so you know they came over to the United States and she, uh, she came from Laos so it was a lot harder mm-hmm. my grandmother at the age of you know 14 15 was loading a bazooka for my grandpa to you know fight their way here and on the way here my grandfather actually he was captured by um by the by the laotian troops Mm -hmm. and they to hide he and his friend they were able to get away just briefly and they cut these bamboo tubes so that they could breathe underwater as they were crossing the mekong river (sighs) and so my grandma and grandpa they met again and um,
0: what a fucking story!
1: Yeah, yeah. But is this
0: the one that was sold into slavery, though? Yeah. Okay. That's well, what a story still, but
1: yeah, and
0: the reunited. Reuniting right. is like a movie thing, you know right. what I mean?
1: And so I don't know. Everybody just kind of ended up in Merced, California.
0: Really? Yeah. So that they came and ended up in Merced, though.
1: Yeah. That well, uh, I believe yes, they came straight to California.
0: Wow. And what yeah. what year was this? Do you know?
1: Uh, I believe or, it was right. just. My dad was seventy three. My mom was seventy six. So I would say maybe the eighties, early eighties. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but um, they were one of the first few sets to be able to come.
0: Here. Oh, and because they came like a, kind of like in pairs, right? Or slowly, uh, the whole family slowly came over.
1: Well, what happened was um, each family c- came together. At least the Americans tried to keep all families together, but France was an ally. Australia was an ally. So there are Hmong people in France and Australia too, from these same exact um, kind of similar stories. Mm-hmm. And my mom's side, half of them went to France. Oh, so, really? she, yeah. So she has fr- um, French cousins who come over, and they're, even their Hmong is different. Real? There's like an accent in their Hmong. Mm-hmm. And for them, we sound like we have an accent yeah. in, our, in our Hmong. So I guess kind of like, the difference in the dialects would but, be, like, a Puerto they sp- Rican. But like, they speak or...
0: more Hmong and French over there? Or they probably uh, speak a lot of different languages?
1: I'm sure they speak French, English, and Hmong over there mm. because they, they can communicate with us in English. Yeah, But their French is
0: So perfect. is their English, like, with, like, a French French accent? Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> I had <Is> to... Like...
0: <laughs> wait, wait, you mean Hmong with a French accent? No, 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 yeah, yeah but I'm saying, but... The, oh, no, but they're English. I'm saying they're English when they take English. Oh, it's with a French yeah. accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I actually had a cousin ask me, she was like, Where's your toilet? And I was like, Mom, what is she asking oh, the me? Toilet? Yeah, the toilet? toilet. Yeah, right. And I was like, Mom, what is she asking? And my mom goes, The toilet.
0: You're like, au oh, voila. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was just like, Bonjour, au revoir. That's all I know. But um, yeah, it, there is an accent.
0: Yeah. yeah that that's pretty that, that <laughs> probably throws somebody off like you know like a, like yeah. if they go to like a store in america and they're like uh hello like they're yeah. like what the hell like <laughs> yeah. why you do? like why do you have a french accent right uh. now <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> so then your family came over here and then then you lived in sacramento for a while that area
1: uh i grew up what, i grew up in merced born and raised here oh
0: okay gotcha
1: and i only lived over there temporarily From the 2019
0: to 20-ish. Oh, okay. Um,
1: But we came back because it was actually pretty scary. Like, we don't know what had happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But someone kidnapped my dog and they starved her for two weeks. And then they beat her. And then they gut her open. What the fuck? You know, and they hogtied her. And they threw her back on on my ranch. And
0: dude i can't even imagine it it was, it was like a family dog yeah like, like your yeah fuck,
1: she dude. gave us two litters of pups too oh my so gosh. it was so devastating for my family my parents found her and they buried her before we found her and you know they they told us what had happened how they found her and my parents were just kind of they were just traumatized yeah you, know? you can
0: that's like i mean it's like taking somebody's kid and doing it exactly like, you know i mean it's like exactly and you guys were like kid when when was that was that twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen yeah. you said? Or yep. twenty
1: mm-hmm. And that was one of the main major reasons why we dug up all our crops was and it we like, came over.
0: Like a just like a neighbor or like it, it was a neighbor. Yeah. We found out
1: it was a neighbor.
0: Just like they were they racist or like they just fucking
1: um bad. Well, you we don't have two, to get into it if you don't want to. So. No, no, it's okay. There were two incidences. Mm-hmm. One was when their horses, their horses were real mal- malnourished, mm-hmm. so their horses destroyed the cyclone fence and hopped over onto our side and ate all of our produce. That and you know we can't.
0: And so you were farming up there too,
1: right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't. Um, we couldn't lasso the horses. We couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So we called animal control, and because he wasn't responding to us. Uh, we gave them two days, called animal control, animal control came out, fined him $2,000. Mm. And then the second incident wasn't directly at us, but it was something that we had realized that was very odd was he had taken one of his horses with his children into the back wooded area of the property mm. and, you know, cyclone fence again, we can see, yeah. it, I'll hear it all. and. Uh, They disappear into the forestry, and a few minutes later, we hear this just horrifying sorrow, like, just wail. Mm -hmm. And it's a continuous wail that just slowly died. And then we realized after they walked back out with no horse was that he, he killed the horse in the forest. So I kind of was like, hey, man, that's a little satanic man like what's going on and his kids they all came out with bloodied hands and a knife so we just thought to ourselves okay this is a dangerous place for us to be um
4: yeah to
3: live
1: we can't be around here especially with the kids and all the dogs and you know if we're going to run our flower business here we need it to be safe for our customers um it, that was just it and then you know long story short too my aunt and my mom were kind of like starting to compete and it's just natural Yeah, starting to compete with their crops. Mm-hmm. And it just became a, a thing where it was like, okay, we need to get our own place just so that we can run. Cause things. That,
0: that that's where your other family was running their business. Right. Too, right. Right. Okay. So
1: we don't, you know, out of respect for them and out of respect for the business.
0: It's like their for market the
1: business. that they created and exactly. everything. Yeah,
0: I get
3: it.
1: We yeah. stepped out into the Merced area because there wasn't— and You were
0: born and raised here, though. Any- I mean, like— Right. And did you guys already have land over here or no? Yeah, Okay, did. gotcha. We and w- it was it—you a- were just running it out to other people at that time or—
1: Um No, so my parents owned a bunch of homes here in the Merced area, and we had rented out majority of them, but the uh, the one that we had lived in at the time was in Winton, and that one has an acre of land. So that was the only one that we didn't lose in the beginning. We were able to at least keep up with mortgage payments on that one at the time. And for some reason, something just told us keep this one, so we kept it. And eventually, we realized why.
0: Mm. That's crazy. And then. So you guys came back over here, started farming, and that was 2020.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. A, uh,
0: after pandemic started,
1: probably right before the pandemic right, literally started,
0: literally right before mm-hmm. beginning of 2020.
1: Right, and I'm I'm super grateful to say that we didn't necessarily get hit as hard as other businesses, especially as a business starting out. It was it's rough enough mm-hmm. to, to just start, but to start in a time of a pandemic, it was. We thought it would be the end, you know, like, okay, we're not going to do this online
0: and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're going to die if we go outside, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess with that, the people keeping a distance from each other, people wanted to send each other flowers to say, hey, I love you. I miss you. Wow. You you know, just I'm thinking of you. And our business just blew up after that. Um, So I, I do. I am grateful. For Mm -hmm. how it turned out instead of people being like, oh, I can't afford flowers. I'm not going to buy them. And then our flowers just die out. But um, essentially, I was gone from social media for about seven years after high school. I graduated. uh,
0: Yeah. When did you graduate?
1: 2012. Oh, I'm 2011,
0: 2010.
1: Okay. Did you? I went to Buhack. Oh, okay. Where'd you go?
0: I went to Livingston.
1: Okay. I went to GV
0: gotcha yeah. cougar
1: yeah i went to gv and um where was i going with this uh
0: when you uh, uh 2020 and uh, people started ordering flowers and uh, uh oh off social, social media, media yeah.
1: right i was off social media for about seven years after high school and i returned to social media and
0: why did you want to go off of it out of curiosity.
1: Um, I actually served some time in prison. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, I fucking knew it. I knew
3: it. She was in Uh, prison. Oh, man, I was
0: gonna be like, this is gonna be a good episode. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, go on. You were in?
1: (laughs) Um, I just felt like it wasn't for me. Like, I I was in such a, I guess you could say popular clique in high school that all I wanted to do after high school was seclude myself do you remember
0: misty ailey do you remember misty yes i do that's my aunt yeah yeah
1: Awesome. And so you have two cousins. Yeah, Scotty
0: and Danny. Yeah. 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 Okay. Small that, world. Yeah. Small world. Yeah.
1: I was actually Danny's link leader in my really? sophomore year. Yeah. <laughs> small world.
0: Yeah. That is yeah. very small. Wait. And then Daly's like not a common last name. So no. it's like, if you ever see one, I'm related to that
1: person. I figure. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they probably know each other. Merced 2D. Yeah. Yeah. 2 plus 2 is 4. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, so you were off of it for a while. Mm-hmm. You were, you were. You were popular. Go on. Um, I'm I'm
1: just d- no, not, not for the greatest <laughs> reasons. Not, yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, I, I was a cheerleader. So, you oh, okay. know, not to bash on cheerleaders, but, you know, I was a typical stereotypical cheerleader in high school. I had great friends. I was bossy. I was mean. Just straight A's. Let's go Cougars. On a roll. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even get me started about our what? kick line,
4: man. <laughs> man, we were like
1: the only school of cheerleaders who did the kick line.
0: No one can compete with GV cheerleaders, you guys. <laughs> oh,
3: thank you. I'll let the girls know. Um,
0: Except you hack.
1: No, I can't even fight that. That's so true. So,
0: I don't even know. I was just like, dude, our, yeah. I remember dude. one time at the gym. We were having a rally. And the cheerleaders—they they did this thing where, like, three performances in a row, they dropped somebody when they were throwing
4: them
3: up. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Like,
0: Two of the times, it was the same chick, and it was oh, like—it no. was like not even like I don't know. It was like like maybe a month apart, but it was just like everyone was like, "That's the same chick." <laughs> like, <laughs> You guys oh. think football's dangerous. <laughs> Cheerleading is dangerous. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Marcus Rodriguez. If you're looking to buy or sell your home in this competitive market and you're not too sure where to start, look no further than Merced's preferred realtor, Marcus Rodriguez. He'll make sure the process goes as easy as possible and you can reach him at 209-554-1715. Once again, that's 209-554-1715. You can visit his website, www.myagentmarcus.com. Or email him info at myagentmarcus.com. Thanks again, Marcus. This podcast is brought to you by Thor. No, not the God of Thunder. The dude who does tattoos in Merced. (laughs) Now, if you're in the Central Valley area and you're looking to get a tattoo, look no further than this dude right here. He's a versatile artist that specializes in black and gray realism. He's located in Merced at the Merced Tattoo and Piercing Company. And if you'd like to make an appointment with him, the best thing you can do is follow him on Instagram. That's at underscore T-H-O-R-E-E-E-E-E. That's at underscore Thor with five E's. You click the link in the bio and that is exactly how you make the appointment. So, Thank you again, Thor, and please go check him out. This podcast is brought to you by Said, Everyone has stuff that is taking up space, but not everybody has the time or equipment to do something about it. And that's where Scott Levicy comes in. If you have junk overtaking your garage, yard, that spare room, or even a storage unit, give B-Junk set a call at 209-233-1519. Once again, it's 209-233-1519. He'll give you an estimate. And the best part about B-Junk Freemerset is that he will clean up the mess for you. So you just point and he'll clean it up for you. You don't have, He's not gonna drop off a trailer and make you do the work. He's gonna make sure that he does the work for you guys. So go ahead and give Scott Levesey a call at 209-233-1519. Thanks again. Be junk free, and then uh, um, uh, I don't know. Exactly oh,
3: I <laughs> was
1: off of social media. It just didn't feel right with me. Um, I returned to social media just to start the Instagram page
0: for humble rice farmer. Right. Mm. So
1: humble rice farmer. Yeah. So when you're was, you're
0: coming up with a username, how does humble rice farmer um, come to you?
1: Initially, that same account started as mine, and it was just Lena Kajang. Okay, or, gotcha. Um, mrs perez at one point but i i had a few you know like i had like about 200 followers who were just close friends and family and i decided okay i don't want to start a whole new instagram account i'll just use mine so i converted it over to a business account and i was talking to my sister and i was like hey what should we name it and she goes i don't know maybe something silly like humble rice farmer and <laughs> really, that's yeah, how it came. That's yeah, cool. it, and that's that's the truth of how we came up with it. But you know, there is meaning to yeah. it. Um, humble because we were humbled through life experiences, thinking that you know things will never happen to you, and then they do, and then you learn how to be humble through life. Um, rice because one, our grandma was a rice farmer, and two, because we we're Asian, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was gonna ask. I was like, Do "You guys grow rice?" I know. Like, I was like, "I don't know I, any
2: rice farmers out here. Like, I don't think there's enough."
1: My water. grandma does. My grandma grows rice.
0: But like, just for her? Oh, just for her? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, in Sacramento. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. it's too hot. So um,
0: is like the grandma, the OG of yes, the humble rice farmer. Yes. and we that's the one that, that that grew. I mean, not the one. Yeah, that's the one that grew all the. The the stuff to feed her kids when yes. she moved over? yeah
1: She had it a, not as easy, but, you know, she was a widow. And, Dude,
0: isn't it crazy yeah. what, like, people, like, did to come to this country? Of, yeah. like, all ethnicities and everything. And it's like, hey, I think it's better over there. And you're <laughs> like, oh, have you, like, seen a video of pictures? Like, like, no, we have no idea what's over there, but we think it could be better, so we're going to go. Like, that's so wild.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a quote from the Mong Story 40 exhibit uh, that I had seen it said something along the lines of the bridge that was built the no the bridge to america was built by the bones of those who died to you know build the bridge or whatever something along the, the those lines and look
3: it up oh, okay <laughs> it,
1: it's not very popular yeah yeah it, but it's the it's the quote for Hmong Story 40. So, like, the second you And what is Mong
0: Story 40, sorry?
1: Hmong Story 40 is, like, an exhibit that basically celebrated the Hmong people coming to the United States and being here for the last 40 years. Um, it showcases those who were basically unclaimed,
3: mm-hmm. like,
1: pictures of them so that if their family comes and sees it, they can say, Oh, that's my uncle. I'm going to claim that person wow. in the name now. Um so they also have like highlights of what Hmong people are doing now forty years after coming to this country, for example, we have doctors, we have lawyers, you know, we have artists, mm-hmm. um dancers just uh, it's just nice to see what everybody's turned out to be and what they're look what they're into
0: and what happened to the like so what what country? I mean, like, because you got, the Hmong people used to have a country, right? Or no, no,
1: not that I know of. As so they're just as... like,
0: uh, like a culture and ethnicity mm-hmm. with that were within, like a
1: subgroup. Yeah, got like
0: subgrouped mm-hmm. and they were within, like, was it is it Vietnam that they're within or um, Laos, the, Laos and Nepal? There's
1: like four different places. Oh, and oh, okay, China, Vietnam, Laos, and Thailand. Oh, primarily.
0: really? And primarily. The, so they're, and it, that's interesting. And how? What's the origin or you know what I mean? Like, you know, were they all in one area and then separated?
1: There's multiple clans. Uh-huh. So I don't know exactly where where we all originally originated from. But according to what I've been told by by elders is that we were the Mongolians mm. in the story of Mulan. Oh, um. So
0: the bad guys.
1: Yeah, we,
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we we were. Or I just remember
0: we, the no. like the main guy when he has like the little mustache yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched it really recently. You guys like <laughs> really recently. It's all that's why I was like, I was like, wait, the Mongolians. I was like,
1: essentially, that's where we all came from. Oh, so, okay. Um. As far as I'm I'm told, Mm -hmm. uh, we basically just split up from there in China on into other places, Vietnam, Thailand, Laos. um,
0: But it's like it's it's interesting because there's like a big Hmong community here, though, too. You know what I mean? Like, so is it kind of like a like is there a certain like does Hmong have a bigger population than like other Areas, you know what I mean? Is oh, yeah. Like-
1: um, In the Minneapolis, Minnesota area, mm-hmm. there there's like Hmong Market. You know how there's the flea market here? In yeah, Russia? yeah. Just imagine that. But with all of the vendors being Hmong. They have oh, like really? Hmong Village. They have these huge yearly... Uh, like the sea games, the Southeast Asian games, man, they have people flying in or the Hmong New Year. They have people flying in from France, Australia, mm. again, different parts of the world just for that celebration.
0: That's cool.
1: So there, there's a lot of them in, uh, up north.
0: That's cool. Yeah. But it's just like it's like a culture and ethnicity that like it just seems like but it's it's so interesting that like because I, I was always confused. I was like, what do you like? What, what happened to the country? So Mongolia quote, basically. You could say that. Yeah. I yeah. mean.
1: You could say that, mm-hmm. but you know, I think everyone has their own story of mm-hmm. what their elders have told them. <laughs> yeah, I just go based off of what I hear from my grandmothers.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, my grandpa just told me a crazy story because I never like actually talked because like I think his his grandparents are the one that came over from Portugal, either that or it was even farther. But it was like during uh like when they were bringing the slaves over from uh because the the Portuguese, I th- I'm pretty sure the Portuguese were hired to, like, for in the slave trade to get the slaves and bring oh. them over, and they were on one of those ships, and they said that there was uh, three brothers, and two of them were twins, and then they were in charge of, uh, like, watching the slaves, and the story goes, like, I don't know, like you're saying, <laughs> uh, that, uh, like, they, they felt, f- felt bad for the slaves, so they stole food and gave it to the slaves, and then the slaves, oh, and then and then the ship ran out of food, and then they they found out that it was the brothers basically and then they killed one of the brothers oh. and then the other two just jumped off and like went to land and they ended up somewhere in on oh. the West Coast or East Coast. I don't know which which one, but probably East Coast in that scenario.
1: That's so sick. But yeah,
0: yeah, but like but like a, it's like interesting how like there's these stories from uh like elders and people within your immigrants, family. especially Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's like and like and that's how what stories used to be and i was like really happy when he told me it cuz it's like i mean he's 80 something and like in the sense that like i was just like oh wow that's that that's a crazy fact to know like yeah. on how our family got here you know yeah. what i mean and, that, and that's what's been making me think recently like man like all these people are just like let's go let's just see what's over there
1: yeah They take that chance.
0: Yeah, but back in the day, though, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't. I didn't know. No internet, no GPS. How did you get places? I I think about that. that. I think about that when people like, even like, like driving back then. Like, I was like, all right, you're gonna drive here for like, you know, seventy miles. I'd be like, what does that mean? (laughs) uh, (laughs) I would look into everyone. Is that the exit? Is that? Yeah. (laughs) And then if you missed it, you don't really know. Like, you know what I mean? You know now because it tells you it. Yeah. Oh so then the so Humble Rice Farmer I think we're talking about social media. Uh, oh no no worries. Uh so Humble Rice Farmer that so that's how the name kind of came and then is that how you started promoting it during COVID? Is through the through through
1: Instagram, through Instagram. Right. Through Instagram. Um I started to catch the attention of the Merced population because I created I essentially created this character of Farmer Lena or this alter ego. You know, Farmer Lena on Instagram is who I want you to see mm-hmm. of me. Um my own personal life is my you know, I have I have a totally different personal life. Um but essentially this character was someone that it's it's not necessarily fake. You know, it, she is a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um it's just She, I've kind of carved her out to be someone that I've always wanted to be or someone that I would be proud of knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started to kind of tell stories like, hey, today, and it's not like they didn't happen because they really did happen. Um, Today, someone dumped a hen on our property. And all her chicks. So here's a picture of them. And the audience kind of started to just fall in love with that. And they were like, oh my god, that's so cute. Or I would find like a flower with, let's say, 12 pink petals and one yellow petal. And I would post a picture about it and be like, okay, this is probably what happened. And people kind of just fell in love with following our story. Um, And eventually, this Farmer Lena character just became someone that... The audience could, um, I, 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 I don't know how to explain it. Like they could, like relate to exactly. Mm-hmm. Like this, this lean farmer Lena just became someone that the audience could relate to, and
0: they felt like they know you, right? Basically, you know what I mean, right? And same thing. Like with the like my my podcast and my Instagram, it's like I have people come up to me and talk to me yeah and my wife's like who is that i have have no
1: no idea idea. (laughs) i do not know i just
0: like at this point i'm like okay yeah (laughs) yeah
1: well farmer lena is a very extroverted person very colorful very you know i shit and fart rainbows Mm and but uh you know lena lena is a very introverted person i'm very i'm quiet i keep to myself i get i i get anxiety um Whereas Farmer Lena is like, no, I don't get anxiety. Like, I'm ready to take on the world. And then Does that
0: help you sometimes?
1: It does. Like, you know what I mean? Where it you're does. like, all right,
0: I'm just going to be Farmer Lena for a little bit right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, no, no, oh, Then I'll totally. go home and I'll be... I'll be yeah, Lena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> my dad, around big holidays like Mother's Day, uh, Valentine's Day he would be like okay little girl time to go out there and put on a show put on your face <laughs> you know and then I would go out there because customers would ask for me by name because our it's social, like part of the
0: experience almost right? right
1: like the social media account the primary main character we have small farmers who will come and say or they'll write a caption or, or post a picture but the primary farmer is Farmer Lena so customers will come and they'll be like is Farmer Lena here and I would go out there and like oh my gosh why are people asking for me mm-hmm. i would go out there because my cust- my my farmers would come back in and say hey they're asking for you and i would be like who is it and they would say i don't know somebody who's just who's who says they want they want to meet the famous farmer lena so i would go out there and shake their hand and they talk to me like they know me you know like mm-hmm.
0: um like you're surprised you're like oh shit they know they know me more than i thought exactly
1: yeah. and that kind of scares me a little bit so lena lena's like Disassociating,
0: you know, <laughs> Farmer
1: Le- Farmer Lena is like, okay, um, I have to talk to people. I have to be, you know, I have to give them a good time mm-hmm. and or a good experience. To, uh What's the word? Interacting with, yeah. Me. But yeah, Far- Lena Lena is just, I guess you could say I'm I'm the grown up. Lena Lena's is the grown up one. Mm-hmm. Farmer Lena is the child that I let. You know, yeah, just yeah, enjoy yeah. life and have—say what I want and, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of get away with it because I have this cute story. But, <laughs> you know, real Lena Lena's is, like, full of trauma. Yeah, Again, mm-hmm. uh, family, generational trauma, just things that were out of my control growing up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's honestly why I really believe in giving people second chances. I'm not saying, like, hey, be my friend— Screw me over and then I'll forgive you. It's more of, you know, we have a lot of ex-convicts who work with me primarily. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the ex-con group. Um, Like, Farmer AJ, he has his own group. He works with elderly um, workers, Mm -hmm. elderly farmers, and my personal assistant. And then me, I work with the oddballs. Um, You know, those who did 20 plus years for murder Mm -hmm. or you know guys who just needed second chance yeah. and they work hard mm-hmm. they work hard
0: well yeah because um, uh you know we're Stormer merced mm-hmm. yeah so uh I've, I've done some work for them like video work and stuff but like that's like that whole thing of just like the whole or how the system set up in general it's like okay yeah you do your time but you come out with like a black record or like a, a black right. mark on your record and no one wants to hire you and right. you don't do anything to help them and Oh, it's on you if like so what else are they supposed to do besides right. do what they've only known you know right. what i mean right so yeah. that's why it's like it's c- cool hearing that and then like restore merced and all they do and stuff like that it's like they help people like you're like, like you're saying everyone deserves a second chance yeah and yeah. no one's perfect and people who have are have themselves on this high horse it's like hey like you've been down and out or and if you haven't like
1: your time is coming. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the, like like life has a way of biting you in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least when you think you're high and mighty. Yeah, like that. yeah, but um, yeah, I, I definitely know about. Th- uh, the ex-cons, because, you know, I did my time. No, I'm
4: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but I said
1: county record. Hey,
0: bring up her mugshot real quick.
1: I was like 15 pounds lighter uh, than not me.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, would you say humble rice farmer saved your life?
1: I would definitely say that. Um, I... I was in a place where, again, I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do in life. Even though I was going to school and putting myself in debt, I couldn't figure out what was going to make me passionate and happy in life. Um, I, I was constantly fighting with family and, you know, it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it is. And just finding myself in a financial rut all the time, living paycheck to paycheck, not knowing what to do next. And, um, I started to spiral down this really dark hole of drug use and it's Just all sorts. Um, we don't think you know, I, I did some things, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I hung out with the wrong people and people were really shocked to, to know that because of who I have always been. I grew up excuse me you know this perfect asian student straight a students again cheerleader honor roll to be some junkie you know mm-hmm. like people were like wow what happened to her um yeah it's true i did spiral and if it wasn't for a humble rice farmer i would again probably be under a bridge just kind of shooting myself up with whatever trying to get my next fix but with humble rice farmer, I found my passion. I found a way to make people happy, to bring that kind of joy while incorporating my community. Um, it it's been such a pleasure and such a change in my life. And now that I I also got married and had two kids in the last since 2019.
0: Oh really? I got Real quick.
1: married in 2020. Yeah, so. It, things happened real quick mm-hmm. so my life completely changed i grew up like overnight quick, huh mm-hmm. so growing up overnight obviously you own your own business you have to figure out how to run your business mm-hmm. again my relationship with chef quentin one of my best friends one of the best shout out I quentin
0: see.
1: yes i love you chef with all my heart. I Yes, um, Jeff.
0: I was in the kitchen. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, Jeff. With, like, <laughs> chef 2 and Chef Quinn. And I was like, I never, like, it's like a cool experience to be in like a Michelin type, you know, start a restaurant. And then it was just like 10 chefs there. But everyone's like, yes, chef. Hey, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, yes chef. Yes, yes, chef. I was like, how do you know what chef they're talking to, you guys? The like, chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's,
1: he's. Such a joy to have in my life, and he's my, my son's godfather.
0: Oh, really? Um, That's he's, awesome.
1: He's so amazing. I completely enjoy him. But, um, where was I going with this?
0: Uh, we were talking about, <laughs> Sorry. uh, no, no, we we're talking. Okay, well, how did we get on Quentin? That's my um, you just got married. Oh, oh, we just got married You grew up real quick overnight. Oh,
1: yeah. I okay, so I, I had to grow up, yeah. Um, he is one of the best advisors. Like he does this thing on the side where he financially advises people and he um, advises people how to start businesses, how to start their own kitchen. He is such a brilliant and talented
3: guy.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I gotta hit him up. He
1: he does a little bit of everything. Hey, that dude probably sells life. In yeah, sell hey Quentin, <laughs>
0: how do we grow this podcast? That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. do this on the side, man.
3: <laughs> We're not even the same when are a
0: chef now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere downtown. He likes to make ranch. That's all I know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he fucking hates how
2: much Merced people eat ranch.
0: Oh, he was like, no, he no, he, he didn't say he hated it. He said he was like, I mean, this is a compliment. He's like, I've never been anywhere where like they go through ranch this like fast. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or does he just hate ranch? He himself. He, I think he just, he also didn't like yeah. that. I like I was asking a Michelin star <laughs> restaurant. Uh, or, what is ranch? Uh, I was like, so like, like, how do you make ranch? In like, <laughs> like, oh yeah,
3: this is the yeah. same question
0: I asked like Mike. I used to work in a restaurant in Modesto, and it was like the same question that I would ask them. I was like, so what's it ranch? And they like tell me like five times and i'm like oh okay i'm like i don't really know what it was like what you guys told me and Like, quentin came in <laughs>
1: <laughs> i saw that I financial
0: advisor that, though. quentin though come on
1: <laughs> yeah he's he's brilliant i'm about to
0: text him right after this like <laughs> what do we need to do for this podcast um <laughs> i
1: oh yeah um i had to grow up overnight and obviously with the demands of the business Of people wanting flowers and having to dedicate myself to actually go outside, dig a hole and, you know, plant something while responding back to customers, while responding back to those who want to collaborate or do events together. It just, I was like, okay, Lena, you got to get your shit together. So Mm -hmm. in doing so, it was just like the choice to, the right choice was just, okay, no more drugs, no more hanging out with the wrong people. and not holding someone like don't hold someone's past against them that that's basically what i'm trying to say is Mm -hmm. people you never know what that person might do or what they'll be able to be Mm -hmm.
0: i also wanted to ask you about like the the farmer age gap because i heard you talk about that in your speech so kind of what are your thoughts on that and
1: oh man um it's rough like farming is a lucrative business like farmers you you when you're a farmer you basically make your own life like you choose your hours you choose when you work you choose your your paycheck i honestly believe that you choose your income um the age gap is insane as far as what i remember is or the facts that I do remember is that one third of farmers are shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one third farmers are no, yeah, I, it was like are the, over the age of sixty five, right, or something like that.
1: I, I I believe it's it was something like.
0: Type in a farmer age gaps. I'm the, on it. I.
1: I've, I forgot what what I had said, but I did a lot of research. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, like no, that, yeah, 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 yeah. It no, it was um, something. I'm pretty oh, positive. Two thirds of
2: all American farmers are over the age of fifty five. Yeah, that's okay. what it was. That's okay. what it was. Only one third are under that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the farmer age gap. You know, if you think about it statistically, there's more people are going to populate this earth. And then there's going to be less land. There's less food. There's less resources. Water is now a problem, which water should should never be a problem, but now it's a problem. Um, with the age gap, what we're realizing is that as the next generation of farmers retire or you know pass away or move on to other things, there's going to be a gap in which there will not be enough farmers in this world to grow food, to feed the whole, you know, cause California mm-hmm. feeds the world. Yeah. There won't be enough food. Um, that's the main problem with the farmer age gap. Now I would love to see people my age or our age group go into farming, um, especially in like hog farming, you know, chicken, uh, poultry, mm-hmm. um, food especially vegetables i love seeing people go into that F- flowers you know flowers aren't really in this they're not really necessary you know yeah. it's it's a luxury farmers are a luxury crop whereas food it's it's necessary yeah so the farmer age gap that that's that's really scary if you really think about it because there's less of us in this age group by the time that this next generation dies out and we move up to their level, yeah. there won't be enough farmers what, in the incoming. And
0: then our our age group too is not having kids at the rate that right. that that like right. our parents did, or like for generations it was you just you just become an adult, have kids, die, work, die. You know what exactly. I mean? Like just over and over and again for generations, generations where like our generation's now like, we can do what we want. We don't have to get married. You don't have like the People used to get married at like 18 and 21. You know what I mean? Like now people are getting married at like 30, like, or like more common.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And especially the having kids thing. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't, if both of my kids were accidents, let's be honest, you know, my, my birth control didn't work, Mm -hmm. but I would not have had them. At my age right now, if I if they didn't happen, mm-hmm. I would have chosen a much later age, at least like 32, mm-hmm. because there are still things that I want to do like career wise. But, um, you know, not unfortunately, you know, <laughs> fortunately, I, know, like, I, know you mean, I had yeah. my kids and, yeah. you know, they're, they're a joy in my life. But it is hard. Like it's hard being a, a new parent and running a, a fairly new business and, <laughs> you know, trying to figure things out.
0: Over here, geez, (laughs) you're preaching to the choir right now. So tell me the good things, (laughs)
1: Well, uh, uh, sorry. Children, uh, you know, I think the the sweetest thing is obviously they're going to be tornadoes, little Mm. monsters at a certain age, but... The sweetest thing is seeing them discover something new for the first time. For us, we may see a rock, but for them, they're like, "Wow, it's a rock!" You know, like, "Mom, look at my rock." <laughs> that's their rock friend until yeah. their um, <clears throat> what is that word? Until their attention span yeah. finds something else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the kids are like so interested. And, and, and little things and like I I always hear my friends say just like yeah they're like they're just crazy like when you do have a kid you're like holy shit like you love something so much already and right like, like it's like everyone says it's like a love that you haven't felt before basically
1: it's it's definitely it's natural I mm-hmm. think that's the perfect word to use is yeah. it's natural and i'm not going to lie like i had postpartum depression mm-hmm. that was something that i really had a difficult time with i could not bond with my firstborn for like, the first 6 months that he was born um i had a difficult time just being around him sometimes mm-hmm. for too long and luckily my husband's family was really uh, sensitive to mm-hmm. it and they they took care of me mm-hmm. and my son and my husband um and then i got I started to feel better and really bond with my son. And then I fell in love with being his mom and just seeing him grow up. Mm -hmm. And the smallest things, like you fall in love with the smallest things, like the size of their hand. Like you see a small little Mm -hmm. handprint and that handprint is like the highlight of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, children, they completely change your life. Yeah. It gets hella hard, but you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change for the world. They, they remind me of like a kind of innocence that I wish I still had, you know, to be intrigued by a rock or a flower. Like, my son goes crazy for flowers. Crazy.
0: That's cool. Is it like going to the farm that's awesome to him? Oh
1: my God. Like, 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 he's
0: like, just <laughs> like, so, like, you know, no, I, you We can't
1: put him in the car. <laughs> like, he will not get in the car.
0: Oh, he just wants to stay.
1: Yep. And he will refuse and he will scream and scream. He'll scream the whole drive home. He will just cry. And and once we get home... When take his jacket and his shoes off. He'll say, outside, outside, until he falls asleep.
0: Hey, I mean, at least he likes going outside compared to all these kids looking at their phones. Yeah. (laughs) He's definitely
1: a farmer. That kid, I could definitely say.
0: You're like, Lena's like, so back to the age gap thing. I can't do this by myself, people, okay? (laughs) Yes. Other people got to have kids. No, (laughs) No, that's
1: why I had two so far. I I used to joke about wanting like six to eight kids, and then I had- One. <laughs> yeah. I had one and I was like, Oh no, we're not gonna do it again for a while. Boom. Um, you know, things didn't work out. <laughs> I should sue, but um, <laughs> I'm that apparent 0.1% that didn't work for a lot of those methods, but um, I got pregnant again, and then I was like, man, I don't want any more kids. Two is enough, but I already have a feeling that it's going to fail a third time, fourth time, fifth time, and I'm probably going to get my six to eight kids. Is it the pill? Uh, the first one was the patch okay and the second one is that the one
0: that was injected in you
1: no the patch is like you just put it on you and it stays for a week and you change it once every
0: week I didn't know yeah. that existed. Yeah, and then the but that one, one that makes sense that that one would fail. Honestly. Yeah,
3: it, it did. <laughs> what is that? is
0: that percentage lower than the other percentage? It is. <laughs> it, it is. Um, I don't was... think it failed, Lena. I think that you were just in the <laughs> you were in the ten percent.
1: <laughs> well, then I switched over to the ring.
0: Okay, which gotcha.
1: Always just stays there yeah. for a week, yeah. and then I was like, "Why do I feel sick?" Took a test, and it came out positive. I was like, there's no way, there's no way. So I had my dad and my sister pee on a test. from Just to prove
0: that they weren't bad ones?
1: Right. I didn't want them to be uh, defective. Uh So I had my dad pee on it, and his came out bright negative. He goes, I'm not. Pregnant, and <laughs> my sister she did it, and she was like, "Nope, I'm bright negative," and so I tried again. Yep, and it again another light positive, and that's exactly how it was with my son too. Oh,
0: gotcha. My wife, like, yeah, we weren't trying, but she wasn't on birth control either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But uh, so whatever you want to call that, <laughs> it, it just happens. Yeah, when but you're it's in like we're at the
1: perfect really <laughs> reckless <does>.
2: abandon.
0: <laughs> no, but it's also like like. I don't know like I'm also at the age where I'm like you know like I'm it's I'm, about time yeah and I'm like completely okay and I, and I want to at some point right I mean I this wanted to cool. at some point it's like hey like yeah it's it's cool I like it and uh, I mean
1: <laughs> kids are amazing my
0: whole life's gonna change that's all yeah. I know and it's like I, I'm just interested to see how that see what happens you know what I mean like my dad inst I'm just sorry we gotta do a dad promo of like me becoming yeah. a dad with like the New Balance shoes and like what do you know what I mean like it's like you guys gotta have a kid we can film this promo together <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, <laughs> the double stroller oh, down and the mall more, and, yeah and in this one we should do uh, like like you get a gift for me basically and then on yours I'll be like you're ready <laughs> like <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready son <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Blaker Brewing, the official beer of the podcast. Located in Atwater and Ceres, this brewery offers not only delicious-tasting beer, but great events that bring the whole community together. They have goat yoga, people. Yes, I said that right. They have yoga where goats jump on your back. And they also have a tons of other events coming up. On June 30th, they're doing a cool country night. So they're going to have some country artists out there. And it's going to be a great time. And don't miss out on July 4th, you guys. Their July 4th event is massive. It's fun. And it is the best fireworks show in all of Merced County, you guys. So make sure that you're out there on July 4th at Blaker Brewing, you guys. And if you want to check out more, you can go to their Instagram. Instagram at Blaker Brewing or their other Instagram at Blaker Tarmac. Thank you again, Blaker. I truly appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by Crybaby Wine. Proudly located in Fresno, Crybaby Wine offers you your favorite delicious tasting wines like Chardonnay, Cabernet, and everything in between. Not only do they have these great tasting wines, but they also have delicious de-alcoholized CBD wine. Infused with CBD and CBG, these wines help reduce anxiety and alleviate stress. You can find their products at crybabywine.com, and if you live in Fresno County, you'll receive free delivery. Once again, check them out at crybabywine.com and follow them on Instagram, at crybabywinecalifornia. Use CVP, yes, that's right, use the code CVP to get a percentage off of your next order, you guys. Once again, use code CVP. Thanks again, Crybaby. This podcast is brought to you by Connor Manufacturing Incorporated. They are a local family-owned and operated machine shop that... Services the Central Valley and beyond. They specialize in complex parts using the state of the art manufacturing processes. Now, if you are interested in using their services, you can send all RFQs through their website at www.connormfg.com. Once again, if you're interested in their services, please send all RFQs through their website at www.connormfg.com. Also, make sure to follow them on Instagrams. Connor underscore MFG. Once again, that's at C O N O U R underscore MFG. Thanks again, Sean. But uh, so I don't know exactly where we're going with this conversation. But uh, uh, age gap. No, yeah, oh yeah, age gap. (laughs) Yeah, but I yeah. Anything else? Oh. So we got two young farmers in here right now.
1: Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, being a farmer is First hard. time you've
0: ever heard those words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a while, man. <laughs> <It's
0: been>
1: a- <laughs> Farming is hard. Yeah, It's hard, which is why a lot of people don't want to go into it, especially this generation and the generation following us. They're more into, oh, I want to get a tech job or, you know, I want to go into um, finance mm-hmm. or, you know, like an office job. Yeah. Or I want to be a doctor. Like my sister, she wants to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing against it. It's just people don't want to do farming because one, it's expensive to be a farmer. We get hit with taxes. We literally get hit with taxes for our tractors, our shovels. They literally come out there and they count how many shovels you have and they'll tax you. And
0: Really? Yeah, they
1: tax you on fertilizer that you've already been taxed on. and it, it, it's just it tax a- you
0: more the more equipment you have?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, just like... As it's worth all that, like it all Property up. taxes oh. especially. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. What the hell? Farmers get hit hella hard. That's what I used to do. And then I started getting into the ag parts of the... uh uh property tax appraisals mm-hmm. and i just started running into all these people that i knew from when i was in my ch- childhood and i was like oh, i hate this i'm out of here and then i just left <laughs> yeah fa- farmers we get hit with fees like we
1: get hit with our certification fees we get hit with permits we get hit with water fees mm-hmm. property fees um and then uh, yeah they come out there and if they see a lawnmower and they're, they're, they're they'll tax you on it do you use that for your business N- no you're you're saying you don't use this for your business you've never used it once okay i've used it maybe once then you're getting taxed on it
0: that's fucked up
1: well i mean a lot of farmers do make a lot of money Mm -hmm. but then most of us small businesses we make enough to get by to pay the bills and eat have enough to keep the lights on for the next month like and that's enough for most of us Mm -hmm. you know um it's not about the money for most of us. It's about pro- being able to provide for your community, being able to be a strong pillar in your community uh, to provide things like scholarships or internships or jobs. It, it's a blessing. Um, where were we going with this?
0: I I think right there. I think you just nailed it. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. No, I really think so.
0: <laughs> and then uh, I want to talk about Merced. So, like, what do you like about Merced? Like... <laughs> She's like nothing. Uh, (laughs) You you know,
1: growing up in Merced, Merced has changed a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, I love the people here. I do, but I think, what do I love about Merced? Shit.
0: I just I, like like so I growing up I always had like the same uh the same mentality that everyone has. Oh, it sucks here. There's nothing to do here. And it's not even I think that I that I had that mentality. Like you're a kid, what can what the fuck can you do? Like, you don't you know, know I mean? anything else. Yeah, you don't know anything else, right. you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's also like like it's not as bad as everyone like made it seem. Right. You know what I mean? Like even back like even twenty years ago when we were kids when there's really nothing to do here, you know what I mean? Like, it was still like wasn't that bad like the merced no matter where in the central valley it's like they all all the childhoods are very similar mm-hmm. and i think a lot of areas it's not it's not like that but but from literally like chico to like bakersfield like the areas of growing up is very similar even though right. they're a lot different and they're different areas they're very similar, and I think that that's like the the biggest thing, honestly, is that like we can all relate over that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And uh, but and then now but with Merced in general, it's just like there's way more to do. There's, it, they're know, they're trying. It's cool.
1: Yeah, they're trying, and and I think I think I'm gonna hit it. Um, what I love about Merced is that we are a community that believes in second chances. We are a community that uplifts each other, not just during the difficult times, but during the good times as well. You know, we love, I would say that Merced is a place of opportunity. It is a place of opportunity. You want to start a business, try it in Merced. A lot of us are small business based. We love to support small businesses. Um, it's a small enough community to where you, you'll you be able to grow And you have the capability to grow into something really big if you would like to. But the population is also small enough to where if you're not ready to grow at such a fast pace, Mm -hmm. you can grow with the community. So it's a great place, I would say, to start a business in terms of relationships. Um, It's a great place to hide.
2: Like, shit. <laughs> like, a rebuilding town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great place to just restart your mm-hmm. life. Um, there's not much here, but sometimes that's what's best for those people. Yeah. And, and I mean that in a way where, um, m- like my friend was very into drugs here, but, uh, made the decision to go to rehab and left the, uh, stocked in Modesto area and eventually migrated here down to Merced where there was less crime for him to be a part of That he didn't know people, yeah. you know, he, he was able to get a job and hold a job because he wasn't out doing drugs with people that he knew he didn't know the area. He kind of got to know it slowly and started to put himself in more positive environments like Mm -hmm. main street downtown going to vendor events pop-up events community-based events and he created a a different life for himself where he didn't feel like he needed the drugs anymore of course we have the drugs here i mean you know if you if you look deep enough Mm -hmm. um but i think that when you have a new place to start again it's a great place to restart it makes it easier for you to stay on Task of wanting a better life.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and I think like yeah, what, what you really said about like it's a good place to start a business and grow. Like I think it really is. And like, but like at the other half of it, it's like, but people are going to know you also at the end of the day. Like I feel like if you like get to be like where people, somewhat know you in like in like a small enough city like Merced, it's like well, like you have to like so like you can, you, <laughs> you when you walk around, sometimes <sighs> people come up to you and they're like yeah, Humble, um, Humble. and do they know they <clears throat> do they know they know you as farmer Lena.
1: Yeah, a lot of them I <coughs> –
3: sorry, guys.
0: You're good.
1: Um, yes, I have gotten recognized, like, in stores or, like, going to get boba. Mm-hmm.
3: Um.
1: Actually, one of the cashiers there was – She was like, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm here to pick up. And she goes, what's the name under? Is it Lena? And I said, yeah, it's Lena. And she looks at me. She goes, are you by chance Farmer Lena? And I said, I am Farmer Lena. And she was so like fangirled. Like (laughs) she goes, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. And I said, don't do that. Don't do that! <laughs> don't do that! You're embarrassing me. And uh, so she, you know, she was like, "Oh, let me pay for your drink." And I said, "No, don't, don't do that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm just a farmer. I'm just a regular person mm-hmm. like you. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not an, uh, an uh, in- influencer. I'm, I'm a farmer. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I just post what I do on the regular. I post a story along with my character or those around me, um, just to get engagement." let people know what's going on on the farm Mm -hmm. and people kind of just fall in love with that character and they're you know i post like oh farmer lena had a baby and they're like oh my gosh how sweet and they ask about her like they've met her before when i see them face to face um there was a time when i i did a vendor event pop-up for uh infertility one of the ladies Came up to me and she was super sweet. And she goes, I follow you guys on Instagram. I've been following you for over a year now. Are you farmer Lena? I said, Yeah, I am Farmer Lena. Hi, nice to meet you. She goes, Oh my God, let me take a picture. So she goes, Let's take a selfie together. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> just stand there and take a selfie with her. And then she goes, Let me take one of you by yourself. So she takes a picture of me by myself. And I was kind of like, that's a little odd. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you know she 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 posted and she tagged us and i I redid it, but my sister was like, "Do you know her?" I said, "No, I've never met her i
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's this is interesting, but um, just this the small town uh-huh. kind of thing was, yeah. my husband My husband, he, again, my trophy husband, Uh he tells everybody, he uses that, oh, my wife is humble rice farmer. (laughs) (laughs)
4: He
1: he goes places, and you know what? Sometimes people are really nice about it. Those of us, those of them who do know us, Mm -hmm. a lot of them have recognized us in the Merced Central Valley area where they're like, oh, Farmer Lena from Humble Rice Farmer. Mm -hmm. Um, And he gets things, like he gets free things. (laughs) (laughs) no I'm serious like he gets free things and I'm just he goes I name drop you Mm -hmm. (laughs) my sister-in-law she's also an ag she does Mm -hmm. uh, hog farming she's very big in the FFA world
0: Um, I used to show pigs growing up oh okay yeah yeah Hampshire's man those are my pigs same Uh, always with that nice line you know what I'm talking about (laughs) make sure the line's all the way I don't want that pig over there that doesn't have a clear line on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like what's this do I was like I really don't know like what are they judging them on I don't know we have no control over how this pig looks you know <laughs> yeah. I mean we kind of do but not like crazy amounts <laughs> dude I remember people people would give their pigs creatine at the fair oh. what I, I'm pretty sure or it was something like creatine where like it made them swell up I don't, you don't remember oh. like like this was like around like people would like like yeah I've been giving my pigs some blah blah I was a terrible hog farmer <laughs> I, I was I do not really know <laughs>
2: I got two. I just fed them whatever they needed and that was it. And then hope that I made it
0: look like I could
2: (laughs) walk them around (laughs) during the show. (laughs) Dude,
0: dude, what do your pig would be like? You'd like be doing it, and then all of a sudden your pig would be like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like,
2: what am I supposed to do in this scenario? The pig goes left, so immediately I start tapping the right shoulder to make it look like I made him go left and just like FFA.
0: I was always like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, I remember my dad would be like, you know, practice. I'm like, I'm like, I would like literally walk around. I'm We with a We had a big field with it, but I didn't know, like, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, so I would just like hit it side, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right. And then I'd have this one pig that every time it got out, it would fucking just like it would like it was like a dog where I didn't want to come back in. And so I'd like be chasing it around and be like, do do du do And like it wouldn't go back. And it was like, I mean, it's really sad because they're fucking just like dogs, honestly. But uh <laughs> <laughs> they, are. Dude, they are. Yeah, they are. And then this other my one of my other picks, I showed I mean I showed five of them, so I didn't feel that bad. But uh <laughs> they uh this other one would get in the mud all the time. Like we'd have like because we when we'd wash it and then we'd let it go out, and then there'd be like a big mud pile and it would just like Go, and we're like, no, no, no. And I'm just just be like, it just collapses in it. You know what I mean? It starts rolling around. I'm like, man, that is pretty cute, but. Now I'm gonna get hella fucking dirty. Yeah, does
2: that's how they cool off? No, that is. They don't sweat.
0: Yeah, you know, I know. Were you, were you always afraid you're gonna kill your pig when you when you gave it a bath? Yep. I was always because they're like, <laughs> listen, you put cold water on the top on the back of the they're pig. They're gonna go into shock, go to and, shock and, die. and die. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> yeah, because like I they, didn't know don't, that. they don't have
0: sweat glands. I think it's all through their mouth, right? I'm pretty. No, snout. I think that's dogs. I think they just have to cool off. Oh, is it through their snout? Yeah, I think that's oh. how. I think that's how pigs. Oh wow. Are. I mean, you can fact check that if you want. (laughs) But yeah, pigs are like, yeah, I'm pretty sure pigs don't sweat or sweat wear.
1: That's crazy. I didn't know that.
0: Although the pigs have well-structured in the skin. In the skin. Which can form morphologically with, what is that? A pote? Apocrine sweat glands. The animal does not sweat appear. To, does not appear. Oh, <laughs> we still haven't figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> Evaporative cooling. That's what they call it.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah,
0: but like the FFA leader and the 4-H leaders would always like be like, "Hey, <laughs> I remember they just like instill it in your brain to where I'm like." I remember mine like uh, one of our field trips and and F 4 H was like, All right, we're gonna go to take a tour of the slaughterhouse and then you're gonna pick your pigs from that same location. And I was like, what? Like no, actually I haven't even thought about this like since like right now, but like looking back at it, I'm like, man, I was like, Yep, yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> like, saw all the dead pigs hanging like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I remember my first year it was like I treated him like a like I treated the pig like a puppy, you know what I mean? I and mean, that was my mistake. On I was like, Aww. I was like, cause when I was saying bye, I was like, <laughs> to "Fucking kill you? <laughs> I you! I just sold you for eight hundred dollars."
2: Dude, I was, I was like, uh, don't
0: get me wrong, that's so much money, but like you make a little kid. I was up there doing the math and the the auctioneer's like 150
2: a pound, two dollars a pound. And I'm like, that's like five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, one time a couple people were bidding on mine one time and it got up to like four or four dollars a yeah. pound or something. And I was like, I've never like sometimes you sell for like two fifty, you know what I mean, or whatever. But fuck, that's like I was like, i I was like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I was jumping around like I won the NBA finals. Like, <laughs> and it's au- an auction, too. Like, <laughs> I can't even do that. I'm so bad at that. Can you do, uh, what is it called? Auctioneering? Can you do that at No. All? No. No. I kind of, th- it just like, it's like me doing an Italian accident.
2: <laughs> With
0: fake Italian. I just I just say every time someone says, can you say your last name? Like you know, Degaley, you know, like spaghetti rigatoni, <laughs> and like I was like Degaley, <laughs> and like it doesn't make any sense of our because my name doesn't make sense when it's spelled that way, but it's just funny that <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got on a tangent. Oh no,
1: no. no we're worries. talking about Merced, right? No, uh, I, uh, my sister-in-law. Oh yeah,
0: we're, yeah. We're talking
1: about my sister-in-law, um, and hogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah hog farm. Yeah. Farmer. yeah. Um,
0: okay, thank you for bringing us back.
1: So so she's, you know, she, my, my sister-in-law is a hog farmer. She's really popular in the ag I- industry here in the Central Valley. Um, she's in ag education. You know, she's an ag teacher. Um, and she would name drop Humble Rice Farmer, and these students would just be like, oh, my God, you know Humble Rice Farmer? Like, I'm somebody,
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know. And my sister-in-law would be like, yeah, she's my sister-in-law. <laughs> and, and just, or like other students that she went to school with, their parents would be like, oh my gosh, you know, humble rice farmer. I buy flowers from them. And she would be like, yeah, I know them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, cause to me, I'm, I'm still just me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still just me. I'm not this celebrity. I'm not this Instagrammer or influencer. I'm just a farmer at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, um. What I really want to do, though, is kind of make farming cool again. Again, the far, the generation. Make farmers gap.
0: cool again. I mean, You I mean, got to make that shirt, man. Yeah.
1: You no, know, that, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make I, farmers uh,
0: cool again. <laughs> if you don't take it. it we will take it and make it okay. for this podcast. Okay. Uh, we'll
1: no, can do a yeah. collab.
0: We'll do a collab. No, uh, let's definitely. Let's do that. That
1: would be amazing. Yeah, let's do that. I love that yeah. because I've been trying to figure out how to get T-shirts and, you know, stuff done, hats yeah. on a more f- budget-friendly yeah. kind of. So, I mean, yeah, we should totally...
0: Yeah, because if if you go halfies on them, that's pretty cheap. Honestly. Yeah. Oh my yeah.
1: gosh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's and then talk we'll have Kim
0: sell, sell them in Bobby's market also. Yeah. yeah. Let's do and it. then we'll, we'll sell them at our farmer's market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our
2: little storefront. Retire almonds. Out what of is that? Cool.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or make farming cool again. Or yeah. farmers are cool. Like my husband, um, he wants a shirt that says my wife is a hot farmer.
3: Yeah.
0: Have you seen our almonds, allergies, and asthma one? We have a sh- we I have, believe yeah. so. We have a shirt that says almonds, allergies, and yeah. asthma and it's Central Valley, California yeah. Yeah. on the bottom of it. That's our shirt. That's yeah. neat. We, That's we, true. It was me, him, and my wife on a podcast and then we like came up with it then. I We're, love it. We've been looking for... <laughs> I was like, man, we've got to make another shirt but it's got to be funny. Yeah, there That's you go. That's an
1: exciting collaboration. Yeah, that'd be cool. An idea. In time yeah. for the primaries? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, we gotta make them red. <laughs> we gotta know. We gotta make. Oh, no, no. We should make. I mean, <laughs> we don't have red, to do all this. The red hat. The red hat. Fun. <laughs> it just said, make farmers cool again. <laughs> oh my god! If you made them like dad hats, you could pass it off. But if you did the,
2: it would make people look. Yeah, look. we should totally.
0: I'm done totally. with that. <laughs> I, am. I mean, like that's why I always wanted to make a promo. With, we have the blue hats and we have red hats too, and I wanted to make like a promo of like being hella conservative with the red hat and then like hella liberal with the blue hat
1: yeah no that'd be a great idea that way we can stay neutral
0: yeah yeah. make farmers cool again yeah you peel to both sides you know yeah I love it we're so trendy (laughs) I mean if you want to support us (laughs) 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 we're business people okay (laughs) (laughs) we run businesses
1: inclusion you know hashtag inclusion yeah Yeah.
0: <laughs> make farmer school again yeah. dude that's awesome and then uh so i do th- I, you talked about sustainable farming right when you when you uh spoke at the mainzer mm-hmm. and so like what are your what are your like thoughts on that and how people can do it and like this because what is like in the soil uh isn't it like we only have so much topsoil oh mm-hmm. yeah,
2: there's a real shortage of topsoil. Oh, yeah yeah and it's a real big decline too it's not like we're not Progressing at all? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's sustainable farming is important, and it's let's be honest. It seems as though only small businesses can be can do sustainable farming, but at the same time, they're not making enough money. You know, like for us, we our our methods of sustainable farming is we use ducks instead of pesticides. You know, we um use
0: and they just roam roam the farm mm-hmm. and eat and insects and stuff eat whatever
1: yeah That's and dope. we have armies of ladybugs on one side of the farm and armies of praying mantis on another side of the farm and they eventually intertwine and the praying mantis kill the ladybugs but you know sustainable farming like those guys they keep the pests like the aphids away or the aphid population down mm. um and and other bad bugs like beetles. The the praying mantis will eat anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, um, they,
0: I've been looking. They were selling. I was at Lowe's. They sold like the babies of praying yeah, mantises. I didn't know yeah. that. It's like in the egg still, and there's like thirty of them or something. Yep, yep. I was like, I just kind of want to buy those. <laughs> they, they, uh, they
1: they're, they creep me out. They do. I'm, yeah,
0: I used to not be scared of anything when I was a kid. I'm afraid of everything now. Like, like not, <laughs> not, not everything, but, like, like, lizards. I used to just go up and grab lizards and be like, oh, look at, like, I would catch, like, I would catch, like, 20 lizards in my backyard growing up. Because uh, we lived out, out in, like, the McSwain area. And, like, freaking, it was, like, so, like, but now, like, I went to go catch a lizard, and I was like, uh-uh. Like, uh-uh I'm not
1: touching yeah, that. He's gonna yeah, he's going to bite, because
0: they bit me once. And then I was like, I was like, no, it didn't hurt. But I was like, no, these things can bite? Like, what the hell? Oh, praying mantises are scary, though. Oh.
1: Oh, sustainable
0: farming.
1: It's, yeah.
0: But this podcast is brought to you by Smiley's Service Center for all your automotive repair needs. Smiley's is proud to announce that they have relocated to 254 West 16th Street in Merced. Their team of experienced technicians are dedicated to provide you with exceptional customer service and the highest level of expertise in the industry. They offer a full range of services, including AC, alignment, tire replacement, brake repair, oil changes, suspension work, and much more. Don't wait until your vehicle breaks down to seek professional help. Contact Smiley Service Center today to schedule an appointment by calling 209-722-2616. And once again, they are located at 254 West Extreme Street in Merced. Thanks again, Smiley's. This podcast is brought to you by WorkNet and the Merced County Workforce Development Board. On this podcast, we often talk about how people from the Central Valley made it, either in a career or in starting their own business. In Merced County, WorkNet provides people with career advice job information, and training they need in order to change careers. WorkNet services are provided through Merced County, and they are completely free. So it's a no-brainer on if you should use this resource or not, you guys. They have helped hundreds of people and small businesses every year, and you can check them out at worknetmerced.com. Once again, all these services are available for free, and you can check them out at worknetmerced.com. Thanks again, WorkNet. This podcast is brought to you by Juno Coffee, brewed right here in the Central Valley of California. Nothing beats fresh brewed coffee, but their specialty instant coffee is a delicious alternative for those who are on the go. Whether you're climbing, parenting, canoeing, kayaking, hiking, or just out there being rad, this coffee is for you. I have tried so many instant coffees, you guys, and this instant coffee tastes good. All other instant coffees I've had in my life taste like shit, but this coffee, it is the shit. Juno coffee, is awesome you guys and if you want to find out more about the products you can go to drinkjunocoffee.com or follow them on instagram at drinkjuno and if you're in the sacramento area and you want to go have a latte and actually taste what juno coffee is all about you can go to the pipe groups climbing gym and he has a cafe in there that's open saturdays and saturdays and sundays so thank you again juno coffee and please go check them out different thing and then you do different crops in different areas or do you do yeah yeah
1: we rotate crops um just because it's healthier for the soil, we try not to till. And when and that's, we, that's
0: when you dig up, though. Mm-hmm.
1: When we do till, it's usually by hand or just a small machi- hand machine. Um, and
0: what happens? Does it just lose nutrition and nutrients if you do it with a tractor? Or um,
1: you you really don't want to disturb the soil. You you really want to try and keep the soil as calm as as you can. Um, it's more of nature's doing its thing and if you dis- disrupt it it's going to have to start all over again mm. um so there's always there's a process that's a, that's happening underneath the soil things are decaying things are growing at the same time nutrients is being sucked up while you know those resources are trying to find other resources to bring that plant you know, it, it's sorry
0: <laughs> no no no. No no no. I thought that was interesting. No, I lost yeah, yeah. myself. No no, um, you're, so you're talking about the soil and all yeah. the nutrients within it. You don't want
1: to interrupt it, especially with little critters like worms. Um they're doing their own thing. They're very they're a vi- very vital part of uh, soil nutrients and soil health. Um so we try not to disrupt the crops. Um sustainably, if you want to do things sustainably, you don't want to create or leave a carbon footprint Where you want to create as little of a carbon footprint as you possibly can as a farmer so that means doing a lot of things by hand not using machinery which makes our job as farmers harder because we have to um we have to hire other people to do it by hand it's not like a machine or a robot that can just do it and pick all the flowers especially because our crop is a flower it's not like a uh it's not like a peach or a pear where the machine just goes through and pulls it off the tree and, and the and the fruit is okay. Mm-hmm. If we have a machine or those who are just cutting without selectively looking at or harvesting them, you're just going to end up with a, an ugly crop or an ugly flower. Um, mm-hmm. So sustainability is difficult for us on farmers because of those few reasons, whereas everybody's pushing for sustainably. Um mm-hmm. And then people that do also don't like those who are big warehouse businesses, farms that are just doing this at fl- uh, growing flowers, millions at a time. Mm-hmm. People want those flowers because one, the quality is sometimes better because they use preservatives. They use um, the the highest top quality soil that they can. For small farmers like us, we can't afford that. We can't mm-hmm. afford crazy expensive top notch fertilizer. So again even though they're not doing things sustainably majority of the time people want their crop Mm -hmm. whereas us
0: and so you can't like it's harder for you guys to even produce that much more right because you're doing it that way when it's like exactly it's like a cheat code in a video game basically exactly
1: so we we you know at the end of the day they they want to give those businesses a hard time but they want their product at the end of our day they say that we don't have enough product or our product is a little bit less of quality because, again, we don't use pesticides. We don't use those things. So, of course, and then the weather is a big thing in California. Our It's, it's harder for us. It's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um,
0: oh, it's been crazy recently.
1: Yeah. So our crop isn't as high quality as um, those that are in a warehouse, but we do it sustainably. So people don't give us a hard time about it. Yeah. Um, But sustainable farming is something that really needs to be talked about. It's We want to try and do things without disrupting the natural flow of nature itself. Um, Growing food, we're disturbing uh, the soil, we're Mm -hmm. disturbing the critters that live there. And then we also have to find ways to kill the animals and that's a whole nother talk but um it's difficult to be a farmer try and make money make it profitable while still doing it sustainably yeah so i get why a lot of people don't do it sustainably
0: yeah no i agree that's and it's like it's already like a system that's been in place. Like whatever the system is, it's like we've already like you're saying. It's like you they they've already grown and have these crazy factory farms and right. do all this other stuff. Where it's like, yeah, a whole bunch of the little farm like far farmers with like uh, little uh, smaller crops. They could do it, but you, you're not going to be able to compete with them. And then you're not going to be able to get them because they're, hey, they're making fucking yeah millions or billions of dollars. Right.
1: You know I mean? Right. So to get there, though. It's not going to be sustainable. We're going to have to use large tractors. We're going to have to invest in, you know, um, more seeds. And again, that just increases our carbon footprint. Therefore, yeah. less be less sustainability.
2: But- yeah,
0: I do agree. But I think also, I mean, if it if you, it's going to bring you, I guess this is more. But but I mean, like, I feel like at the end of the day, too, it's like you are. You guys are doing so much already. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like, like it, if it's gonna bring you guys some joy and some happiness and add something to your life, like at the end of the day, it's also like to me, like I don't know, you're you're a good person doing good things. You know what I mean? Thank so if you. that's gonna bring you happiness, then I think that you should do it because, like, there's always something you could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. After every scenario, you're like, oh, I could have done that. I should have done that. Like, it's so easy to do that, but also it's also like without just going in those scenarios and just going into uncharted territory, it can like lead to things that you're like, wow, like I didn't know I was passionate about this too. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's just cool.
1: And I think I'm passionate about it because it's a small business because it's, um, not like a corporate job where I'm locked in and, you know, I'm the owner of it. I, I really enjoy being out there. I love seeing the customers and interacting with them. You know, farmer Lena loves to, um, I, where was I going with this? Um,
0: I don't know. We were we were rolling though. That's all I know. Yeah. Because uh, when you asked me, I was like, "Oh gosh, I don't. I just talked. I don't know what uh, I said." Uh, Duffy over there, he's like, "I was zoned out, man."
2: I guess the the joy of doing. It. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I, okay. Like, I know. But, I just yeah. I, you guys are like you guys were both mid conversation just now. Yeah. Let's do
1: that again. Um, I I really enjoy it because I don't I don't want it to turn into this big huge warehouse where i'm not going to know my employees name
3: mm-hmm.
1: by by i if i'm not going to know their last name that that's kind of rough for me um i don't want it to turn into something like that but i would like for it to turn into something where it's one yes profitable but two enjoyable for me as the mm-hmm. owner as well um kind of like a hunter farms thing or a vista ranch thing yeah. i would love us to get there someday um and and we'll see but
0: yeah it takes time dude things take yeah. time like yeah. uh like or like like that kind of reminds like the podcast and like uh doing like videography photography like cuz everyone told me like uh or when I was getting into it it was like you have to niche down you have to niche down and like I never did it but like they kind of just allowed me to like meet so many different people and learn mm-hmm. so many different skills that like if you solely do real estate videography, photography—I mean, like—I'm not I'm not hating on anything, but if you solely do one type of videography, photography, you're like, and you don't go out of that, you're never gonna like—you're limited. You're limited, yeah, right. exactly. And I was like, okay, let me try this. Let me let's try a short film. Let's try travel content. Let's try. Oh yeah, uh, like and you, you know, have great. Yeah, yeah, great and stuff. exactly, and but it's, it's allowed me to meet all these other people too, and then like that's how the podcast was born, just because I was supposed to be—I I, I went to school to be a teacher, basically. I want to do like Earth and Space Sciences, and then like I, t- I took two of the C sets or whatever, and like both times I was off by one point. Oh, and like the second time, I, and it was like it was just like I was also going to school for like I don't know like six seven years honestly, like mm-hmm. like just like same kid that majors in everything. You know, I think I'm going to do same. this. I think I'm going to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't know. Yeah, You're like what are you? Supposed- You're fuck eighteen. You don't know what you want to do. Yep. I mean, some people do, but, you know, but, uh, so it was just like one of those things. And then uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna be a teacher. I was a substitute teacher for like four years and it was chill, honestly. Like I enjoyed it. I just was like, I just got to care less than the students. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my attitude. I was just like, I got to go in there being like the extra chill sub and be like, and, like, it's the, the way I do it. I'd, like, go to classes, and I'd be like, hi, how's it going, guys? My name's Mr. D. Ailey. Or you call me Mr. D, because like, I would spell it right, you know? And then uh, I was like, so your assignment's this. I was like, uh, just work quietly amongst yourself. I'll be over here chilling on my computer. So, uh you know, at least pretend to be working. And then Same. I would just go, and I'd be like, all right. <laughs> and then I did have a kid throw me a bouncy ball in my fucking head one time. Oh, my God. I was like, but it's like, I didn't know who did it. So I was just like, you know what? You can't freak out. Yeah. But, like, it just, like went right by my head. And I was like, are you guys serious right now? I was like, Act. I, I didn't, I know I, I, cu- I cussed. I didn't say the F word. That was like, damn, or mm-hmm. something like that. I was like, act your damn age. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I was no, like, these
1: kids are crazy. These oh, days.
0: now they are. Did you
1: see the fight between the substitute teacher and the student yeah, at GV? GV. Yeah, and then
0: that that guy got fired. I'm like, bro.
1: He started it. Fuck that, kid that kid was kid. pushing it and was pushing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid um, was
0: asking for it.
1: Yeah, and I've um, and I they're, sub.
0: They're, oh, do you? Yeah,
1: I sub during off season. Oh, so, like okay. While um. While my flowers are in the ground, yeah, you get
0: it, man. You yeah, get it. Like
1: I gotta hustle.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but it's a chill man. gig, though. I mean, like, yeah, it, it is. Like as much as like as being a substitute is like not being a teen. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I'm I'd there for the day, sub. dude. Yeah. I, I would only you use you use sub alert to get the jobs.
1: No, I use uh, Frontline. frontline.
0: Oh, no, no, there's Frontline. So then there was, I would buy, the, I would pay $5 for this other app mm-hmm. and it would just alert you every single time.
4: What?
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, and you could just accept the job real quick. So I would like be hella picky with my jobs.
1: Yep, same.
0: And like, I'm like, I am not, I'm not doing a last period. No
1: kindergarten. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would or, only do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't, I did, I did uh, elementary and junior high the first like 10 times. And then I was like, this high school things. So, well, I mean, for me, because I don't know, I didn't know how to... Uh... Sorry. Seriously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I did... I did... Uh, my first one was, was fourth graders and it was the craziest experience of my life. I, well, I just like... I hadn't been around kids in like, I don't know how long besides my nephew. But that was it. And like, it was just like, I got there and it was just... I didn't know what to do. And it was crazy. And then... I did, like, junior high, like that. And then I did (laughs) kindergarten once. And I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. (laughs) Like, I was, like, having a hard time with fourth graders. I was like, yeah, let me go with these kids. (laughs) And it was just, like, it was cool. It was cute in the beginning. But, like, kids would just have meltdowns. And I was like,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know what to do and then I remember one time like all these kids were asking questions about this one problem I was like alright I'm gonna do it on the board you guys and it was like something super easy right and so I'm doing it on the board I'm like everybody follow along right and then I was like like after I completed it I was like alrighty anybody have a question and every single one of their hands went out and I was like I'm just gonna come around <laughs> Oh, but substituting, yeah, it's, it's cool. But I, dude, power to all those teachers out there. Honestly, yeah. you guys are like, oof, it's a lot. You don't lot. get paid enough. You don't get paid enough. It's a lot. And especially with these kids.
1: I'm okay. I'll call you back in a second. Okay. Okay. Bye. She's <laughs> <Jeez>, sorry. Uh, <laughs>
0: shout out as your husband. Yeah. Hey, he's like, hey, did you tell him that I know you?
2: <laughs> hey, hey. He's like, I hey, you been on this t-shirt? podcast awful for
0: long. Like, are you okay? Yeah. You're forwarding my call now? <laughs> no. No. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about is you TikTok losers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Being so mean. mean, Don't be mean to us, bro. We made something cool about the Central Valley. And yeah, it's cheesy. It's from Step Brothers, if you don't know. But hey, people like putting garbage sign emojis and like all this shit. I'm like, and then I go to their profile, and guess what? You look like a loser. (laughs) <laughs> Stop telling us
2: this goes hard on mute.
0: Yeah. And then
2: why are you putting fire emojis yeah, after that? A, TikTok's like this weird
0: thing where like, because we had like, you know our Boats and Bro video? Have you seen that?
2: I don't think so. Have
0: you seen like Step Brothers? you never seen the movie Step Brothers? Mm.
1: Oh, my husband watches it.
0: All right. So we're going to show you, no, show her uh, Boats and Hoes first. Oh, okay. Just so she can get the reference. So there's uh, the movie Step Brothers. They have this whole like music uh, video during it. Called Boats and Hoes. And, yeah, just play oh. it. Oh. Oh, sorry. It's supposed to. It'll go on our headphones, I think. Let's see. All right. We'll just play it from here. Whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's so, exactly so it. it's like it, you
0: know what I mean it's like that scenario and then we made <laughs> it's not it's not pinned anymore uh, I'm sure it'll, yeah but oh it's somewhat recently but uh so we made our own version of that and uh but we put it on TikTok and it fucking blew up <laughs> 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 but yeah, so we just like made a video like that, <laughs> but all just about the Central Valley. But
2: uh, <laughs> on TikTok, it kind of went off, yeah. It
0: got like 200,000 on TikTok. Oh my goodness, yeah, it was freaking wild! And uh, but like they're just like all the comments were just like, I mean, th- most of them were good, and then it was just like, just a lot. Oh, of- this comment of the guy, my twin, yeah, this guy was like, This, this guy looks like me.
2: I don't know. I think that looks like that. that, that yeah, that, that one looks like you.
0: One of his pictures is like Craig, Go down yeah, this one. Yeah, that one looks. That like, looks like
2: me in a hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out richest seventy Chevelle. Not only does he have a dope ass seventy Chevelle, he looks exactly like Duffy. <laughs> but yeah, those ones started blowing up on TikTok. Uh, that one, and then I had one of me talking shit about the ninety nine. I was just like apology to anyone ever driving through. Yeah. said like it's a fucking shit show. I basically. saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So that one did like really well, and that that's my sisters on that one. Uh, because my sisters were in that one, and then like her- my sister works in Winton at one of the elementary schools, and they're like, oh, "Hey, we saw like you were on a podcast, blah blah." Like that's <laughs> so cool. And then uh, the and then that week uh, he went to a hard- hardware store. And those guys were like, "What'd they say to you?" I was
2: like, "What's up, boats and bros?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I was like, in, in this meeting with these people, and like, I was quoting them, like acting all professional and everything, you know. And, like, and then I, was like, I explained what I thought they should do for the video, and they're like, I was like, "What do you guys think you should do?" And they're like, "Well, what we're thinking is," and they come close, and they're like, "Boats and bros," and I was like. <laughs> Like, I'm, doing all, I'm being all professional over here. Uh, it's like a video. Like, we're not wearing shirts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just- at the very end of it, like, we're doing, like, the t- Titanic. Like, at the, end of, the, at the end of the boat, you know what I mean? So, like, but it's still funny. But, uh, uh, but yeah, that's why I sort of to talk about you TikTok losers. <laughs> uh, oh, and also, our studio kind of got broken into. That's uh, also what I want to talk about. But nothing was taken because... The, the robbers came in and they're like oh shit this is Central Valley Podcast yeah. <laughs> this guy's done so much for the community like there's no way we could take from him
1: maybe I shouldn't take it. like either.
0: this guy's put, been putting on the rap game for Mercer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't take from this guy so thank you for not taking anything we appreciate it and we got a security door <laughs> <laughs> Dude, our neighbor in the beginning of this podcast was fucking going ham though. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Don, don, 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 I was like, "Man, you're never bad." <laughs> uh, well, Lena. On that note, uh, where can people like uh, support you at, and how can they find you on Instagram and everything else?
1: Um, you can find us on Instagram. At, our handle is at humble rice farmer. You can also text me or email us. You can text me at 209 658 8392, or you can send us an email at humble rice farmer209 at com. We do do pop ups as well, and we do um, like porch pickups. So we'll announce, like, hey, we have flowers come out, and a lot of people come out. It's like a rush for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us. In Winton, Atwater, Merced, Stockton, Sonora. Oh damn! Uh, yeah, so we 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 travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's really cool. Well, you, dude, thank you for coming on. This conversation oh. was a freaking blast.
1: <laughs> thank you it for having fun. me. Dude, it was fun. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was really fun. I'm I'm really happy to be here. Thank you.
0: And then, of course. Thank you for what you do in the community. And thank uh, you. Hey, we can press the theme song to end it. It'll oh, be nice. our, our first time, and we don't have to do it in. In the, I guess. You hit the one under it, it's applause, too. <laughs> we just did it. Oh, and this is, is this one? Air Horn? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're slowly getting it.
2: Shout out, Duffy. Shout out, Michael. This
0: is it. Central Valley Podcast. Hey, big shout out, Central Valley Podcast. You know, I had a fuck with it.
4: Hey, shout out to Citrus <laughs> Valley Podcast.